We are never going to be able to be any kind of accurate, up-to-date source when it comes to the ongoing Russian attack on Ukraine because uh, very important things, very monumental things are happening every minute that goes by. Plus, you probably shouldn't be getting your war news from a bunch of YouTubers who are going to jokingly describe a conspiracy involving not one, not two, but potentially three overweight black bears in just a few minutes. But one thing we can react and respond to is what seems to be America's involvement in this whole thing. Ugh. And sure, on a, on a government level, we're just committing to uh, uh, sanctions on Russia. But our actors, our entertainers, and our social media mavens, they are providing the war effort with nuclear levels of cringe. They're doing their part. <laughs> yeah. This, yeah. this cringe is radioactive. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, obviously, the, the most insane video from this week, it has to go to actress Anna Lynn McCord, who blessed the world with 2022's version of Gal Gadot's COVID lockdown Imagine video. So this lady was in 90210? Nip Tuck. Uh, she was in uh, Transporter 2. Um, Apparently she's famous. She's an actress. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So yeah, this video, it's really, it's just truly something to behold. Honestly, depending on your cringe tolerance, it might be nearly impossible to get through entirely. I wasn't able to get through it. Yeah, I had to watch it in parts. Um, I was like, I, I get it. I, I know where this is going. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't need this right now. Did you now. even get to like the, the, the slam poetry part? I think I, I think that's where I- Where, where she where starts I, getting on like a, a, not when she's doing slam poetry, but the more she goes into it, the more she's like having a beat in her head with it, where she's almost rapping. I think that's about where I dip it Okay, out. okay. So, yeah, in the video, Ms. McCord, an actress most famous for her role in Nip Tuck, I guess, speaks directly to Russian President Vladimir Putin and lets him know that his mother didn't love him enough, which, I don't know, might be true. Yeah. I guess uh, the identity of his mother is, like, kind of a weird mystery over there. But, uh, yeah, they, she then goes on to inform him that if she were his mother, he wouldn't have been raised that way they she would have raised him differently and the world would not be suffering from the whims of a madman because more hugs because she would have been a good mother more hugs yeah held close to the breast that's what everyone needs yes so the video abruptly then turns into a weird slam poetry thing where mccord drops some serious bars when discussing <laughs> how her motherly love can heal a broken world and could have stopped this man from being a dictator if only she'd given birth to him. Mm -hmm. Prepare yourself. We are just going to show you a little bit of this, but uh, even that might be too much. Put on your, put on your visors. Like uh, you know, if you got, if you ever done any welding, you might have one of those helmets yeah. in the shed. Uh, it, well, you know, we just went through uh, COVID pandemic. You might have one of those clear face masks that you can wear. Yeah, but put on an N95 if you got one, a real <laughs> N95. None of this fucking yeah. knockoff shit. Not the cloth mask you got for free down at the restaurant. You, You're going to be inhaling pure cringe. Yes, it, and it is nanoparticles of cringe that are going to be lodged in your body for the rest of your life. Forever chemicals. It's forever cringe. Anyway, here we go. Good luck. Dear President Vladimir Putin, I'm so sorry that I was not your mother. If I was your mother, you would have been so loved, held in the arms of joyous light. Never would the story's plight, the world unfurled before our eyes, a pure demise of nations sitting peaceful under a night sky. If I was your mother, the world would have been warm. If I was your mother, if the world was cold, I'd have died to make you warm. I'd have died to protect you from the unjust, the violence, the terror, the uncertainty. I would have died to give you life. Oh dear Mr. President Putin, 
towards the awareness of what a powerful being of light you could be if your mind was only free from the violence you've seen when you were just two or three. I cannot believe I was born too late in a different place when I would have loved you so. Woo, all right, <laughs> uh, cue that classic drill tweet. It is with a heavy heart that I must announce the celebs are at it again. <laughs> it's just like that Onion article are. where you can always pull this one out. It's yeah, timeless. It is a timeless tweet. Yeah, yeah. I, I still thought we'd get something from uh, not necessarily Gal Gadot herself, but celebs of that caliber yes. uh, coming in together to not do Imagine, maybe this time We Are the World. Yes. Uh, give Peace a Chance. Well, there's, there's so many great options for people to sing off-key uh, and badly. Well, don't worry, Elliot, because there are some other celebrities of note that have contributed to the war effort. Uh, speaking of American celebs who are somehow involved in the Ukrainian crisis, <laughs> earlier this week, it seemed as though Louis C.K. was risking it all in order to bring his brand of comedy to the people of Ukraine, who so desperately need to laugh right what, now. What the people of Ukraine need right now, especially the women of Ukraine need, <laughs> is to see a penis they didn't ask to see. <laughs> Wake up, there's a war on. <laughs> if you can handle it, an unwanted, unexpected penis, you can handle the Russian <laughs> troops. <laughs> They're going to send Louis C.K. out naked yeah. on the front lines, jerking off yeah. frantically. Using his powers for good, finally. And the Russians will drop their arms, finally. Uh, C.K., who not only decided to go on a comedy tour in Eastern Europe during the dead of winter, <laughs> was also full steam ahead on a gig in uh, Kiev as recently as this week, despite obvious tensions in the region and instructions from both U.S. and Ukrainian governments that non-essential travel should be avoided, and that all Americans should leave the country. Louis, you're on your own. <laughs> Here's a bulletproof vest. Good luck. You're, you're lone wolfing this comedy tour. I hope you know what you're getting into. Yeah, I mean, but hey, look, Louis C.K., he didn't care. Once you've been canceled on Twitter, what is there left to fear? Yeah. So even during the first day of a Russian invasion, it appeared as though his big stand-up performance was still going to play out, presumably amidst the sounds of air raid sirens. Uh, here's more from earlier this week. Before we get into the update, which I know, you're already typing it, but we know, yeah, we know. Yeah, we we'll have, get to the update. We got the whole story for you on this one. Yeah. So Gawker posted an article on Thursday, a full day into the invasion, with the headline, Still tickets left for the Louis C.K. show at Kiev tomorrow. <laughs> Where uh, they reported on what appears to be an email sent to Ukrainian ticket holders, assuring them that the Louis C.K. performance was definitely still happening, with two shows scheduled, one on Friday and one on Saturday. Yeah, an encore. Dear attendance, Louis C.K. performance will take place as planned on February 25th and 26th, 2022. Mm -hmm. Now, the reporting on this seems to indicate that the email was sent by the venue after the country had been invaded, but the person who originally tweeted the screenshot clarified that they had posted it on Tuesday before the invasion. This, You see, the timeline, things are happening. Yeah. It's a very short window where shit really hit the fan. So, uh, obviously... Yeah. You have to be very clear on when things were posted. So things had definitely changed between these two events. But also, this was still weeks after weeks and weeks of rising tensions. And after Putin had declared independence for two separatist regions in eastern Ukraine. It was so, about to go down yeah, when this email was sent. They were uh, on very much on the precipice. Yeah, so uh, things were far from great uh, when the show was still confirmed. But a full-blown war hadn't broken out yet, Okay. See, I love this because this is like, I liked the Louis show before I knew what I know now. <laughs> yeah. And this would have been a great premise for an episode of the show. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's a great bit. Yeah. <laughs> In the days that followed, CK confirmed to various outlets uh, and to his fans directly uh, that the shows were indeed canceled. <laughs> Just Can- like me. Cancel culture hits Louis CK again. <laughs> Just unbelievable. The libs uh, won't even let this man perform in an active war zone. <laughs> Here's, here's time for America to wake up, not be woke. Here's the Los Angeles Times with more. In mid-February, after the U.S. State Department ordered its embassy personnel out of Ukraine and issued a do not travel alert regarding the country, the U.K. comedy website Chortle reported on CK's planned dates in Kiev. Chortle shared an email message reportedly sent by the comic to ticket holders that said, in terms of Ukraine, I really want to do these shows and I will if I can. Obviously, that's a situation. (laughs) (laughs) He continued, we are keeping in touch with the folks there and monitoring things and just kind of waiting to see what it looks like closer to the date, CK wrote. But my intention is to do the shows if it's at all possible. I will do my best to be there and I hope it works out. So let's see what happens. Uh, On Wednesday night, air traffic authority Eurocontrol diverted all flights away from Ukraine after the country declared a state of emergency ahead of the Russian invasion. So, so Louis got off that plane on that runway, and uh, he got he's, he just started walking. Yeah, stuck his thumb in the air, said, "Which ways you? Which ways Kiev? <laughs> that way, sir. But you do not want to go to Kiev. There is war there. No, no, I think I do. No, there might be a war there, but you know, you know what else there is there? Two back-to-back nights, sold of out stand-up comedy <laughs> in the heart of Kiev. Honestly, laughter is the best medicine. Yeah. So you know. Maybe he could have saved the world. But yeah, Louis C.K. did not even make it into Ukraine. He, yeah. he, uh, he gave up. His resolve was <laughs> tested, and he decided to just He refused to go. A coward. Wow. No. Wow. He never, made, he never actually made it in. The, the rumor was that he was, he was he gets there. there. He gets there. And so Ukraine's, uh, they're giving an AK-47 to all men between like 18 and 65. <laughs> you just see Louis C.K. in the back of some like news <laughs> photo there. getting... Getting provided with like an AK and like an extra mag and just like oh, God, I mean God. The, look the war is not funny but the idea of this happening is it's really hilarious. Funny. Yes, I wish he hadn't shown his penis to all those women because this would be <laughs> great material. It would be, and the thing is, is like uh, he missed. This could have potentially actually happened if just a few days. Uh, yeah, if it was just a few days later. Yeah, if he had gotten in. He's actually lucky then. in that respect. Yeah, he I wouldn't guess. have been able to get out. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, but he didn't get there. Uh, the idea of him being there, preparing for a show, and then being thrust onto the front lines of a war with Russia because he still falls between those ages of eighteen and sixty is objectively a funny situation. Though, yes. Uh, if it were true, which is not, yeah. but it, it would have made for a great bit. Real committed to the bit here. Yeah. And uh, he definitely would have brought up the fact that he is a white male under the age of sixty, and how that almost cost him his life and livelihood twice now. Yeah. It happened again. But uh, have no fear, because Spicoli himself, Sean Penn, actually is in Ukraine and wasted <laughs> no time making his way to the front lines in order to film a documentary about the Russian invasion. And while reading a headline like, Sean Penn on the ground in Ukraine, could sound unbelievable at first. He's actually been doing this kind of stuff for years. He uh, interviewed he, El Chapo. Yeah, he has. he's done a lot of things. Uh, uh, yeah, he's... I guess he's a documentarian. Yeah. It's sort of like how Elon Musk made that uh, child submarine because he believed that only he could help. But uh, Sean Penn always arrives in areas of disaster either during or just after shit goes down because the world needs Sean Penn. Exactly. 
And, uh, I mean, look, at the very least, he does seem earnest in his willingness to help. He has uh, done very positive things for major tragic events. Yeah. He's... Say what you want about Sean Penn or his acting. He's the, a good actor. I the think man... He's, he's kind of a... Uh, not a good person, but he's a good actor. The the man and his politics contributed. Are all right. <laughs> he, he says what he wants. Yeah. He says what he means, and uh, he does positively contribute to tragic events, whether they be natural disaster or otherwise. Yeah, sure. He is a weirdo, sure, but he and he's certainly not everyone's cup of tea. But he was on the ground in Louisiana after Hurricane Katrina hit. He freed an American entrepreneur from a Bolivian prison. He provided a massive amount of relief for victims of the Haiti earthquake, and he secretly located and interviewed infamous cartel boss El Chapo for Rolling Stone magazine, even before Mexican authorities had a chance to arrest the infamous drug kingpin. So yes, Sean Penn being on the ground in Ukraine to document the war as it happens, it makes sense somehow, despite how sure. surreal it all seems. Here's Variety with more. The Oscar-winning actor appeared at a press briefing Thursday in the Ukraine capital of Kyiv, listening to government officials speak about the crisis. Quote, Penn has visited the office of the president and spoken with Deputy Prime Minister Irina Vereshchuk, as well as local journalists and members of the Ukrainian military since arriving in Ukraine this week, wrote Newsweek. The office of the president issued a statement through the Ukrainian embassy praising the Oscar-winning actor and filmmaker. The director specifically came to Kiev to record all the events that are currently happening in Ukraine and to tell the world the truth about Russia's invasion of our country. The statement's translation reads, Sean Penn is among those who support Ukraine in Ukraine today. Our country is grateful to him for such a show of courage and honesty. I, look, right. the, yes, it is wild to read that the first American of note in the country there to help meeting with the president is Sean Penn. Yeah, yeah. He, so he met with military leaders. He's talked with the president. Uh, he's very ingrained in the government there. He knows what's going on. We've briefed Sean Penn. Yeah. Don't worry. All right. Let's just see how this plays out. Look, it is important to document war. Yes. So is he going to have a little, uh, take a little liberties on the directorial side? Maybe get a, hey, can we do that over? Got a, this angle of lighting. But uh, no, it. in all realness, he's probably just there to... Uh, let the cameras roll and show the world what's happening. Yeah, it has the potential to be uh, pretty important. Yeah. But anyway, back stateside, the celebs and the general public are, are doing their best to show their strength and bravery on social media. Andy Cohen shared a screenshot of his Wordle for the day where he risked it all by entering in the word peace. I literally got none of the letters right, though. A huge disappointment. Yeah, wasted that whole try. It, it even had two vowels See, in it. See, the New York Times and the rest of the mainstream media... They don't want peace. They want war. There was a war bunch of sells other, newspapers. Uh, a bunch of other posts outside of Andy Cohen. Uh, we were just like, the New York Times owes they, it to everyone. They should make, to tomorrow's, make tomorrow's word peace. I'm like, no, that's too easy. Also, you've just spoiled the word. If they yeah, exactly. This is Fuck off. cheating. Um, John Cena, a man who uh, should really just stay out of international affairs at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah, he, got, he ran into trouble in China, didn't he? Uh, he seems like a seems like a nice guy, but <laughs> his, another like heart in the right place. But yeah. just just don't say anything. Just don't get involved, John Cena. It's really cool that you learned fluent Chinese. It's apparently yeah. quite good, but just yeah. stay out of it, please. But uh, he he did not stay out of it. Uh, he he used this as an opportunity to promote his HBO Max show, yeah. Peacemaker, which I hear is great. Yeah, uh, tweeting. If I could somehow summon the powers of a real life hashtag peacemaker, I think this would be a great time to do so. 
not having seen the movie or the show, I, I, I don't know enough about the character to judge the. Well, the even from the movie, this. you know that the character is willing to do whatever it takes, even the death and dismemberment of anyone in his path okay. for peace. Yeah, that would, that'd be good. Yeah, we could use that. But Peacemaker isn't real. It's a show on HBO Max. And you can get two months free uh, by <laughs> going to HBO using, Max. Using hashtag peace, Peacemaker on any Ukrainian uh, TikTok videos that show the uh, outcomes of war. Uh-huh. Uh, anyways, The weekend also. <laughs> this was... Uh, this Ladies was, and gentlemen, The weekend. This was... Th- I wouldn't put this in the same category no, 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 as everything else. This is another bad time This was incredible. Yeah, the, the weekend had a very unfortunately timed tweet. Like, down to the second, almost. Literally, like, the screenshots of people's timelines where it's, like, you know, official sources being, like, Russia has crossed into Ukraine. Yeah. The invasion has begun. Bombs are dropping. And, and then it's... And then right below that, here's at the weekend. He posted, let's go! <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, like, <laughs> some time did pass. Yeah. Obviously, and then and then someone was like, "Hey, the weekend, you really like? I know you didn't mean this, but you got to say he, something." I, I'm sure he's not, you know, cued into like international news. He's not up sitting to, up on to his computer minute. watching. Yeah. He's a normal person. Yes. Uh, so yeah, he posted that like let's seconds, go <laughs> seconds after the announcement was made, <laughs> which was just it was it was wild. It was wild. Uh, even Weber Grills got ahead of themselves oh, once no. again. Weber Grills, who previously handed out an unnecessary apology for posting a recipe for barbecue meatloaf on the day that singer-songwriter Meatloaf died of COVID. No one would have uh, cared. No, no one would have tried to cancel you over this. Again, no one's trying to cancel you over the plans that you had during a yeah. Ukrainian invasion. Either. Doesn't you, you can do whatever the hell you were normally going to do. Yes. This time, the grill maker canceled their big anniversary celebration. Oh, man. Writing in a post to Instagram. In light of the loss of life in Ukraine and the uncertainty around recent events in Europe, we will postpone the kickoff of our 70 years of Weber grilling anniversary celebration, which was planned to start today. We'll share an update on the timing in the coming days. We appreciate your understanding. America, now is no time to grill. I know you just want to grill. <laughs> it's time but, to chill. But uh, time to put down the phone. Grillers, uh, grilling uh, is not it's not the time for grilling. And then on the phone with uh, Biden, Zelensky said, don't worry, we've briefed the CEO of Weber Grills yes. on all military operations. We've told him to postpone his uh, 70 years of Weber grilling event. You know, if they really wanted to help, they'd melt down all those grills into munitions for the Ukrainian people. Yeah. Do you ever think of that? Maybe you should do that, Weber we're, Grills. We're canceling you, Weber Grills, until you start manufacturing <laughs> bullets yeah. and sending them to Ukraine. <laughs> You're canceled. That's it. You're done. Uh, yeah. Also, you have... Uh, in the in the cavalcade of celebs, you got Joy Behar of The View, who was obviously jealous of all the attention that Whoopsie Goldberg was getting over her Holocaust remarks that got her removed temporarily from the show. Yeah. Uh, Joy decided to make herself the center of attention this time around when she complained that she couldn't visit Italy because of the conflicts playing out in Ukraine. Yeah. I just wanted to see Rome. <laughs> uh, we can't show the video clip because it's literally it's a TV show. Yeah, But uh, here's what she said on the topic of Ukraine. I'm scared of what's going to happen in Western Europe, too. You know, you plan a trip, you want to go there, you want to go to Italy for four years, and I haven't been able to make it because of the pandemic, and now this. (laughs) Uh, The way that... And look, I'm sorry, we live in America. This is a very America-centric show. The way that Americans are handling uh, what is 
I mean, it's World War Three, quote like, unquote. Yeah, that would suck. Like, yeah. If you had, if you've been really wanting to go to Italy and you planned a trip to Italy in like April 2020, and it just keeps getting pushed back, pushed back. It's like, oh, pandemic, pandemic. <laughs> other, yeah, it would be fucking frustrating. But I get that. But you don't but say it. Keep it to yourself. <laughs> don't, don't include that in your coverage of a, yeah, transpiring war. Yeah. That is happening right now. People are fucking dying. Yes. And look, it, the, our generation, along with every other generation that is uh, of, no, like, not boomers, but like Gen X, Gen Z, millennials, um, we've had a real tough go of trying to uh, compartmentalize the ongoing tragedies that we have to face constantly with not getting depressed yeah. to the point where... Uh, things are really bad for anyone it's, personally we, nothing horrible has happened to us but it has been just a steady a steady like just inconvenience after inconvenience yeah. disappointment after disappointment so i'm saying uh, like the, the the reactions that's why i'm not including any of the very weird very cringe shit that like average people are posting yeah they're like, i like, shouldn't <laughs> have to go to work right now because there's a <laughs> yeah, war in ukraine because it's like you look we're all damaged. I get it. But yeah. just don't say, you know, you don't have to say anything about the uh, Russian invasion of Ukraine. You don't have to post. Yeah. I mean, yes, make sure that everyone's aware of what's going on. Try to find uh, the most factual information you can. But also, like, you don't need to post that, like, you're upset about not being able to travel to Italy because of the tensions in Ukraine. There's got to be at least one person in the Ukraine, though, that's like, man, this war sucks. I had tickets to see Louis C.K. and now I can't go. There's at least I'll never a, forgive a Vladimir Putin, Putin <laughs> for this. He never comes to Ukraine. This is a once in a lifetime chance. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we we do have some non-Ukraine news coming up for you. That's more in the style of what we would typically be talking about on News Dump. But yeah. first, let's take a second to thank today's sponsor, HelloFresh. <laughs> With HelloFresh, Hello. you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh delivers pre-portioned ingredients to your door, including farm fresh produce that arrives within a week, so you get convenience without skimping on quality. Skip the trip to the grocery store, saving you the wait in those long lines and ensuring that you don't waste money on excess food. HelloFresh offers 50 menu and market items to choose from every week, including veggie, calorie smart, family friendly, and gourmet options, providing plenty of variety. Customize your favorite dishes with their new Hello Custom offerings by swapping out one protein or side for another, upgrading for a more luxe experience, or adding protein to a veggie meal. That means more choices, more variety, and more meals truly tailored to you. Warm yourself up from the inside out with limited time recipes inspired by cozy classics from around the world like beef tenderloin and cheese fondue or miso sesame shrimp and bacon ramen. Uh, personally, I've been trying to do more of the veggie stuff and their veggie offerings are great. And it's recipes that I absolutely would not have looked up and gone and shopped for. So the convenience of trying to trying to be a yeah. little healthier is uh, much easier. It's all about the seasonings. It's all about the flavor pairings. Yeah. It's a little bit more challenging, but maybe even more rewarding. Yeah. So go to HelloFresh.com slash NewsDump16 and use code NewsDump16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Again, that is up to 16 free meals and three free gifts by going to HelloFresh.com slash NewsDump16 and using that code NewsDump16. All right, back to the news now with uh, whew, a hell of an update on old Hank the Tank. Yes. The very obese black bear that has an entire city on edge as he tears through their town in search of junk food, destroying property in the process and making some folks 
pretty nervous. <laughs> in general, though, it seems like uh, the general consensus with the locals is just just leave Hank alone or maybe just relocate him. I mean, he is breaking into homes every day or so. But uh, they're all in agreement that he should not die. He's just a bear doing bear things. Yes. There's got to be a way around this that doesn't involve Hank being fucking domed from 500 meters away by a sniper. Unlike Russia, Hank is not a malicious bear. He's not. He's just doing bear things. Yes. But it turns out that all the blame for all those ransacked houses and trash cans might not actually rest on the very broad shoulders of one very fat bear. In fact, there might be up to three Hank the Tanks responsible for the chaos. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's good news or bad news. <laughs> well, it's good news for the one good Hank. Good news. Hank isn't actually responsible for all this. Bad news, there's actually three Hanks. <laughs> Lock your doors, everyone. Which does explain, how they're like, yeah, he's broken into like 100 homes in the last year. Like, he's a very busy that's bear. That's frequent. Yeah, he shouldn't be that fat if he's that active uh, constantly. And like, on like a, you know, on the police map, is he just like zigzag? It had to have been easier to figure this out than, yeah. than through DNA evidence, <laughs> the, which is what they The use. yarn room at the police department is yeah. chaotic. The, yeah. uh, the Sacramento CSI. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Ooh. Well, they did do some CSI. They did. That's how they found out. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, DNA evidence of uh, the, the identities of Hank the Tank has spared Hank's life. Whoever and whichever Hank <laughs> that may be. Yeah. Uh, he's been completely exonerated. Sort of. So, so here's CNN with more on this constantly evolving story. Much like the war in Ukraine, the Hank the Tank story, it's got twists and turns. Yeah, it's got bears, might, it's might, got tanks. Might not even be up to date by the time this goes up. There might be more Hank news. Yeah. So the massive black bear known as Hank the Tank and blamed for breaking and entering more than two dozen homes in California's Lake Tahoe area is no longer the sole suspect, according to officials. DNA evidence gathered by the California Department of Fish and Wildlife suggests several bears may have been responsible for the break-ins. The statement Thursday did not clarify if Hank was to blame for at least some of the incidents. Quote, while recent incidents of bears invading homes were originally thought to be a single bear, DNA evidence collected from the most recent incident as well as prior incidents over the past several months proved that at least three bears were responsible for breaking into numerous residences, the statement said. At least three bears. At least three, yeah. yeah. They, they could have a whole population of fat fucking bears up there. Uh, or it could be like any normal mountain town where you're like, yeah, there's bears around. Yeah. And bears get into shit. Oh, you moved here when the pandemic hit so you could do the work from home life in a more scenic location? Yeah. We there's have bears. Fucking, there's, we have bears. This is a mountain town. We have bears. I love, we got cougars. We got coyotes. It's dangerous. I love that in reality, this is a large area that might be getting uh, a lot of bears rummaging around it. Yeah. And the locals are like, no, it is one big, they've all decided that it is one big fat bear that's doing all of the chaos. Yeah. I mean, there are examples of similar things with, uh, you know, in India, there was a, a tiger like 150 years ago who killed like 500 people. They had uh, the entire country like had a bounty out for it. Damn. There's uh in Africa, there's been multiple elephants that go rogue, and a single elephant will just terrorize village but after village. Are you sure, though, because was was DNA evidence submitted for those? That's the thing. Now there are doubts. It casts doubts on, on all these other animal sagas. Yeah. There you go. So, yeah, anyway, the reporting continues. Last week, officials said they believed Hank carried out 28 home invasions <laughs> and extensively damaged 33 pop properties on his own. 
He was also blamed for breaking through a small window and somehow squeezing inside a house last Friday when no one was there. Oh, I wish we had that on video. That's the thing is it's like these have to be more bears because there's no way that the actual picture that's going around of Hank could fit through any fucking window. He couldn't fit through a sliding glass door. Bears are like octopuses. Like like a cat. As long as he can get his head in. As long as the bones can fit. Yeah. Uh, And because he had lost his fear of people, there was the possibility that he would have to be euthanized. Now, considering the new DNA evidence, the Fish and Wildlife Department has decided it will take measures to better track the bears. The department said it will trap bears in the South Lake Tahoe area, tag them, collect evidence for genetic analysis, and then release them into their appropriate habitat. It's what I said last time. It's what they do in Yosemite. They don't fucking kill the bears that get into too close to campsites. They just trank them and take them 500 miles away. If you read through the the lines, if you read through the lines in the statements, it's, uh, uh, we are no longer going to kill whatever bear this is because of the nationwide attention. Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, Good. Yeah. Don't kill bears. Mm-hmm. Come on. You think you're a big man killing a bear? Yeah. And yeah. hey, look, good for Hank. Good for Hank. He did nothing wrong. Yeah, Hank did nothing wrong. He was just being being a bear doing bear stuff. And all it took was a full analysis of bear DNA. Exonerated. Left it, left it various crime scenes. The DNA don't fit. You must acquit. Exactly. That bear is free. Yeah. You know who is guilty, though? This guy, Adam Johnson, a.k.a. the second most famous face from the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol, who was photographed as he joyfully waved at the camera while carrying Nancy Pelosi's podium around the building. His name's Adam Johnson? Yeah, just like, well, just like the host of Citations <laughs> Needed. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, the host of Citations Needed. Inside uh, you, the- there are two Adam Johnsons. <laughs> this is the exact opposite of that Adam Johnson. Yeah. Uh, but this guy, he looked so happy, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was like, oh, look at this! I got a podium. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I'll take my picture. I'll post for it. You want my name and address? This is the most fun I've ever had in my entire life. Oh, my God. He has now uh, been officially sentenced to prison for his involvement in the event. Uh, Here's NBC News with more. A Florida man who bragged he broke the Internet when he was photographed carrying House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's podium during the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol was sentenced to 75 days in prison on Friday. Uh. It continues, Adam Johnson, a stay-at-home father of five boys, traveled to D.C. in support of former President Donald Trump's efforts to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election, which Trump lost to President Joe Biden. U.S. District Court Judge Reggie B. Walton sentenced Johnson to prison on Friday, saying Johnson made a mockery of the events by grabbing Pelosi's lectern and played an active role in the attack. Walton said he just couldn't overlook Johnson's behavior, which he said was deserving of a period of incarceration. Johnson will get credit for some time he's already served and will also pay a $5,000 fine. Johnson, speaking to the court on Friday, said he'd been nothing but cooperative with the government since his arrest and said his actions demonstrated that he was apologetic and was ashamed to have been a part of the Capitol riot. Johnson said he recognized that if he did what he did in another country, he'd be on a firing wall instead of in a courtroom. Okay. Uh, He claimed he had no intent to harm Pelosi. Quote, if I did find her, I would ask for a selfie with her, if anything, Johnson said. Okay, buddy. (laughs) I'm actually a big fan. Okay, buddy. Yeah, sure, whatever. I'd ask her for stock picks if it was me. Yeah. Because she loves those stocks. Oh, yeah, no, sure. We can all stop. Nancy, you got any puts? Calls? We, we can all stop trading stocks, but not our spouses. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, uh, there's, there's your update on another famous Capitol rioter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much getting a slap on the wrist, but it sounds like he didn't really do anything aside from just <laughs> making, like an idiot. making sure he was in as many photos Make, as possible. Making an ass of himself. Yeah. 
Uh, moving on, though, we have even more Oscar news for you because we are currently in the midst of one of the greatest rake-stepping campaigns that the awards industry has ever faced. In a desperate attempt to boost viewership of these Academy Awards, they are throwing everything at the wall and just seeing what sticks. They got three hosts. One of them is Amy Schumer. Uh-oh. she going to talk about her vajayjay? Hey, I can fit this award in my vagina. Get it? Eh. Anyways, I'm playing Kiev next week. Yeah. Uh, so uh, they are also just apparently cutting a bunch of important shit that they assume people will tune out of. Uh, we spoke last week about the Oscars launching an award that will be decided by fan voting and how that has already obviously turned into a huge train wreck with Zack Snyder's zombie movie, a Cinderella remake from Amazon Prime, and Johnny Depp's latest film all leading the polls. Uh, now it appears that the Oscars uh, is going to be cutting some awards from the broadcast in order to make the show more watchable. Uh, the award winners will still be shown, they say, and they also claim that pre-recorded acceptance speeches will air, but they're basically just going to rush straight through it like the video game awards does when they hand out anything. Yeah. Anything, uh, best RPG goes to these guys. Hey, who wants a new trailer over here? And yeah, look, honestly, the categories that they're cutting are honestly... Some of the more interesting ones, if you're a cinephile, yeah, a aficionado of film, it, it's literally some of the only awards where the people behind the scenes finally get their moment in the sun. So yeah, yeah. this fucking sucks. And it's not really sitting well with most of the industry, which mostly consists of the people in these sort of background, behind-the-scenes roles yeah. that are a lot of work with not a lot of respect. Uh, here's Variety with more on this latest misstep. On Tuesday, it was announced that several major categories will not be presented on the air during the live telecast. Instead, in an effort to present a more streamlined and television-friendly broadcast, eight honors will be awarded one hour before the on-camera portion and then later edited into the March 27th ceremony. It continues, the awards that will be handed out earlier in the ceremony are for documentary short, film editing, makeup and hairstyling, original score, production design, animated short, live action short, and sound. Score is... Uh, very important. Yeah. Uh, all of these are very important. Man, that sucks. Uh, the trophies will be handed out before the telecast begins and later edited into the broadcast. In its own memo to the entirety of its starry membership, the Academy called the decision in the best interest of the future of our show and our organization. Reading between the lines, film journalists and industry watchers took this as a sign that the length of the Oscar broadcast, notoriously a joyful slog of emotional acceptance speeches and skits, was at the heart of the matter. Quote, I don't think someone will now tune in because some categories aren't live, an unnamed producer added. I do think some film lovers will choose not to watch because they will claim the Academy is less concerned with honoring the craftspeople on the ground floor. Yeah. Yeah. Although, uh, for several years now, it's been the case of uh, you can see stuff like the SAG Awards. and uh, True. There, there are other award shows that are more specific to the craft where they, they do actually care about all this shit. I just, the Oscars, they, no one likes it. Fewer people like it now. What's the point of this? Like, this, just make it a pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah. Then that way you don't have to worry about viewership so much. Just like, no one gives a fuck. Very, I'm, I'm excited to see the opening number with Amy Schumer, though, you know? I can fit this statue in my vajayjay. Hey, hey. You know, something like that. I'm wearing a suit. Because I can't. Like a man. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Uh, so the other big news this week is that uh, apparently the best game of all time has been released. Elden Ring. Yeah. And uh, Hey, look, guys, you like Dark Souls? No. 
Well, you're going to love Elden Ring. So here's the thing. I understand how amazing of a game Dark Souls is, but I played it on Twitch like years ago now. And when I finished it, which I did finish, when I finished it, I said, I will never play another one of these <laughs> games again. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, this Elden Ring game's getting great reviews. It has a 97% on Metacritic. It is uh, getting outstanding reviews across the board. Um, I, I looked at it, I'm like, wow, this is this is Dark Souls. But a different open it's world, open world and it has a different setting and stuff. But like even the UI is the same. What happens and if you die? You die in real life. Well, that's you'll a, want to kill yourself. That sounds really. dangerous. Uh, but uh, yeah, it look. I think it looks great. I'm going to play it eventually when I, I don't know, can call like it, it's just so frustrating. And like some of the critiques I saw about the game is like some one of the review guys like. This game definitely doesn't hold your hand, so he got yeah. lost for a while. But he said it was a beautiful yeah, there's, time. There's no map, no quest log. Uh, but he said it was a beautiful experience being lost and just taking in the scenery. I saw someone on Twitter today is like, yeah, so at the beginning of the game, they tell you to head north. I decided, no, I think I'm going to head south. And I've been heading south for six hours now with no end in sight. Yeah, I saw someone on a stream last night, like, show where they are, what they've seen so far, and then zoom way out. And I was like, oh, God, this is immense. So it looks like the game is, uh, according to all metrics, one of the best games to be released in the past decade at least. But the reviews have started to fall in their scores on Steam, and that is uh, due to performance issues on PC. Oh. But a lot of the performance issues I've seen are people running ancient like processors and also trying to get it to run like amazingly on those like ultra-wide monitors and stuff. And it's like, I'm sure that the base experience, if you're normal, is going to be fine. And apparently it's fine on consoles. So yeah, you I mean, let us what are you know. Gonna do? I haven't started it yet. You can't get a GPU in anymore. I'm so. still. I'm on like 75 hours of Lost Ark. I literally cannot stop playing it. Oh it is. God. It is the best parts of every game in one. It really. And I know this is a stereotypical thing to say, but the game really picks up when you hit like hour 50. Ugh. <laughs> Oh, no. Up until that point, it's like, yeah, this is an MMO. I'm just doing my quest lines. And then you get to the end game stuff, and you're like, wow, there's a lot to do now. Yeah. And, and a lot of it is very fun. I think it's handled very well. Of course, it's not a new game. It came out in 2019 in Korea. So they have had time to perfect it. So it's not fair. It is not It is not fair to release a fully fleshed out game in America. Yeah, I need to be drip fed. I need <laughs> I need the game, when I, when I get it on launch day, to be just a fucking piece of shit. With glaring errors and bugs yeah. and omissions yeah. that are gradually, slowly fixed over the next year and a half yeah. until the game is a functional, complete product. In America, we like our video games like we like our animals. From a rescue shelter where they are damaged, yeah. thrown away, and we are allowed to rehabilitate them and slowly but surely grow to love them and cherish them until eventually the company in charge pulls the plug yeah. And you can't play it anymore. My Protestant American work ethic says <laughs> that I just have to bite my lip and tolerate bad things. Yeah. If, 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 if something is too suffer, good, that's yeah. decadent. That's, yeah. uh, there is. There was an actual study. Uh, I literally can't reference it because it was some, some fucking random thing that I read however long ago, probably on Reddit. But like, there was a study done where Americans, when food was instant make, uh, like baking, baking something doesn't have to have as many steps as it has yeah. it. You could literally just throw it in a thing. But they found that Americans were much happier when they had to do at least two steps in the process of creating something. Yeah, that makes sense. So they're like, as long as you make it so that Americans have to crack an egg to make a cake in the oven, 
they're much happier and much more likely to rebuy that product. We found that adding the egg to the step, uh, it really it, it really gelled with customers' uh, hustle grind set. Uh, same with uh, uh, IKEA furniture, because <laughs> yeah. you feel more like that you've conquered something afterwards. Yeah. So yeah, that is a, a very good mindset uh, or explanation of the mindset for why <laughs> we are so stupid. Anyways, that was a long way to get around to that. But uh, if you haven't already, check out our other episodes over here. We got an episode about uh, another NFT heist. Can you believe it? And also an episode about uh, Trump's big social media platform, which should be doing gangbusters right now. But it's not doing still, anything right now. Yeah, it's just nothing's happening. Yeah. He's still posting to his website. At the worst possible time, too. Still posting on his website. This would have never happened if I was president, even though the entire basis for his first impeachment was withholding military aid from the country that was just invaded. Yeah, I guess you're right about that. Hmm, interesting. My fucking brain's gonna explode one day. Anyways, yeah. uh, subscribe, TikTok, do all that stuff. We'll see yeah. you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.